Welcome back, everyone. Steve Green here. This is the Make the Great Podcast. Got a guest today. Very important guest with a very, very timely topic as well. And I think you're going to enjoy this, especially if you're in the business world trying to figure out a better way to communicate what you do and get into commerce of things like this. So we're going to talk about apps, applications. I suppose apps are sure for applications. My guest is Dan Hafner, the owner and founder at Dapper Mobile Apps. This is a mobile app development and marketing agency he started in 2020. His mission is simple, to bring affordable and quality mobile app services to small and medium-sized businesses. So entrepreneurs, get your pens out, start taking notes. Dan, welcome. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. Yes, I, I am excited. You know, this is a little bit different than some of the things I have on the podcast, but, um, but, but not in terms of uh, advice and ed- education information for people. Typically, the theme of the podcast is actions, things that parents can take actions, help their kids or business owners can take actions to further their success. But I think, I think this fits in. And because uh, here's the thing, tell, you tell me, uh, you know, an app, you know, I, most people think apps, they think of their phone, right? Right, and right. Uh, so w- why would a business or an entrepreneur, or maybe even just an individual, uh, want to consider getting an app? What, what's the real singular compelling uh, a reason for this? Uh, well, I mean, to put it simply, it's the way of the future. You know, it's it just really is. And, and before I get into that, I will say, um, I mean, just look at what everything that's happened in the past 18 months, you know, with, with coronavirus mm-hmm. and and all of the things going on in the world, right? Um, we all noticed probably harshly that, you know, a lot of life has to happen online. Like what you and I are using right now, Zoom is an app, right? It works both mm-hmm. on your laptop or desktop, but it works on your phone. Um, it's, it's a means to an end, right? It, it makes things easier. It makes things more um Communicatable, I guess, is the, the the word that I'm trying to find it right now. It is a productivity tool. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of what I do and in terms of why, you know, businesses or an entrepreneur out there or even just someone with an idea should consider, um, you know, going a app route is really to kind of think about the difference between do you want just a website or a funnel, or do you want something that's an actual tool of outreach and sales all in one? You know what I mean? Because when I started my journey, I had, you know, websites and and funnels and email lists and social media stuff and all kinds of things just everywhere, Mm -hmm. taking up a lot of my time, never really getting me anywhere until I figured out how to consolidate all of them under one roof inside of, you know, in my case, it was a mobile app. And, you know, you can, when we talk about apps too, I, I specialize in mobile apps, but you know, web apps, things that work in, inside of websites that work inside of a, a mobile browser can be considered apps too. Mm. Um, so they just serve so many different purposes, but they really become just a, a single, a single sword, if you will. Interesting metaphor, but, but in terms of success, right? You're trying to drive, either uh, potential clients or potential consumers to your product, or you're trying to brand yourself, expand your brand. So here, here's a question. 
maybe there isn't a yes or no question, but is an app better than a website or better than a mobile website? Or are they just different? That's a good question. I mean, it depends on what you're going for, to be honest. Hmm. Um, you know, mobile websites are great. Like if you have a website that's not mobile friendly, you're already behind the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, um, but at the same at the same side of that, you know, when you set up a, a website on WordPress or Wix or GoDaddy or whatever you might use, it's still mm -hmm. a website, you know, whether it's on a mobile device or not. Um, it's still a website. It functions the same way as if you're on a laptop or a desktop, right? In mm -hmm. terms of an app, you have the ability to do notifications. You have the ability to do, um, you know, to send out proactive things. Think of it more of like a metaphor as, you know, when you're fishing out on a boat, right? Are you, are you casting out a net, a wide net to catch things, to grow, your, you know, the, the chances of catching things? Or are you spearfishing, right? Um, <laughs> it really lets you do both. You know, I guess I'm, I'm full of metaphors today, but it's good. It's um, good. You get two, we're, yeah, I'm going to make it count really, here. Number of metaphors, too. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, no, but I, I get both. the point, though. The point is, it's good, is that it's generally as a business, you want to reach as many people as you can in the most efficient way you can. Right. Yeah. And you want to make it flip of that because you want to make it easier for people to get a hold of you and be clear about what you offer. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So yeah. If so, you confuse your consumer base, you lose business. If you're hard to reach, you lose business. If your phone's out of order, if your website's broken, you got bad links. These are all not good for business, right? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So to answer your question, um, I mean, I would. I, I'm biased. I think a, a mobile app, even if it's a progressive web app, which is basically what we call an app that functions in a browser, that looks like a native app. It looks like something that you know functions which is actually how we have the ama app right now mm -hmm. um you know, a, good, a good plug for you right there, there um <laughs> we'll, get, we'll develop that go ahead go ahead yeah 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 so but it, it functions the same way and then you know think about it in, in terms of this way this is something a lot of people never think about right if i want to go to your website how do i have to access it on my phone i have to open up my browser whether it's google or safari or firefox i have to remember your your website type it in wait for it to load you know, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. the case might be, there's a couple steps there. In terms of having a, a web app or a mobile app, it's a single button you click on your phone. You know what I mean? You just click that little icon and boom, it opens up. I mean, it's just, it's removing a step there. It's removing having to remember your website and it can be used inside of email links or social media links or whatever. And it just makes the ease of use so much easier for people. And that's a big thing these days. Well, yeah. And I can tell you this, I find an, an app is, mu is much more just easier. It's like, it's bigger. It's easier to see. They seem to be the flow of information. The website's still a website. So tend to, the text can be really small. The pictures are hard to see sometimes if, if, if that's what right. you're looking for. Like I'll give you an example. And maybe this is a good lead for you. I was, I went to dinner Saturday night which has actually been pretty rare in the last year and a half, went out to dinner. Well, because of COVID, they don't have menus anymore. So instead, they had a little sort of plastic tree thing in the middle of the table that had a mm -hmm. QR code. And it's that like little thing with all the spots for people that don't know what I'm talking about. And you hold your phone, you, you open your camera, you hold your phone up to it. And essentially it opened a web, took it to a link to a website to see their menu. Well, the thing is, like, it's, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but it's, it was, I couldn't read it. I was saying to the waiters, like, what's this? I, I could, it was too small. Whereas like, maybe if they had, had an app, it, it would have been, it would have been easier to articulate 
or something like that. I get the convenience piece for sure. Um, let me ask you a couple of things. So it begs the question. I'm, I'm a business. I mean, I get it. I, I want an app. I love it. I want to be on leading edge. I don't want to get left behind. But isn't, aren't I going to go broke getting an app? Isn't an app just too expensive or only big companies, big corporations can afford apps? Uh, dispel that myth right now. That's a, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up too, because that, that's really why I started the agency that I have. Um, is everything, all this grew out of a hobby for me. I, I started, I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I never knew what kind of business I wanted to start. Um, I knew I, I didn't want to just be, you know, some guy that did Shopify things or, or things like that, right? So mm-hmm. the more I got into it, the more I realized the same exact thing that you're realizing, like, holy crap, this might cost me an arm and a leg to be able to do, right? Um, until I came upon, you know, there's all kinds of software out there, all kinds of different platforms out there on the web, where you can build an app very, very, I don't want to say cheaply, but non-expensively, right? Um, where you don't have to chop off an, a hand or a foot to, well, to be Dan, able to compare it, compare it to a website. If I was going to, from scratch, develop a website, I mean, a, a good quality, well-made one by, you know, maybe a developer, not, not a mm-hmm. homemade one. How would that compare to the cost of developing an app in 2021? Hmm. Yeah, I mean... You can go on Fiverr, you can go on Upwork, you can go on all kinds of places and get quotes for websites. And there'll be people that can do it for a hundred bucks. There'll be people that can do it for $5,000. Depends on the Yeah, the but, but, a, but a, a real website, quote unquote, isn't going to be a hundred dollars. No, no, no. I mean, you're, you're probably going to be in the range of four figures at least, right? right so let's, least let's say $2,000. Okay? 2000 to 3000 yeah. Where does an app stand compared to that? No, inside information. I made an app and it was less than that. But let's see what Dan says. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, if you're really going to look at it and going to a, you know, a, one of the bigger agencies out there, they're going to mm-hmm. quote you $25,000, $50,000 to transfer, whoa, 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 you know, whoa, whoa. an existing website into an app. Really, right, that, that's so what they're right. going to so let's, let's rule that out. Not, not all of us are. And I know that it. because I've, I've approached a lot of, I, I don't know how many quotes I've submitted to places and they've come back with those exact numbers. But this is why people want to call Dapper mobile apps. Exactly, because that's why I decided I was like, well, that's stupid. I want to be able to provide this at a high, still high quality level for an affordable mm-hmm. price for people. Um, mm-hmm. So the prices that I have are more in line with what you said, the two to three thousand dollar range, if not if, if even that, um, because of the way of, of the technology we use and the speed with which we provide it. So basically, the point I'm trying to get to is, if you're a business, you can only do one what I would call a well-constructed, functionally clean website that looks good and easy for the user to navigate or an app, they're probably going to be very comparable in price. Obviously, you know, here and there, depending on who you hire to do it or whatever, but it, but it isn't like this website's a 10th of it and the app's 10 times. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where a business now has an affordable option I don't know what the percentage, but, you know, most people have phones, right? And uh, so they're carrying it around. You're not carrying a laptop around with you all the time unless you're in school or something. So you're more likely, probably, if you know a company or a business has an app to pull it up on your phone, than you would be to search their website, maybe. At least that's what I would think. Yeah. And and so two things on that too. So going back to what you had mentioned about the restaurant thing as well, it really has to do with experience, right? Are you going to like, we can actually do that where you can scan a code and open up 
an app instead of a mobile website for a restaurant or a barbershop or whatever the case might be. We have that ability, right? Um, but then it really comes down to experience because, you know, with if, you, if you're going to choose one, like I said, most people don't have, you don't have to choose, but if you were going to choose one, your budget's limited, whatever, I would tend to go with an app. And I'm, that's not just me saying that because, but it, it gives you the, it looks, it can look like a website, but you can have the functionality of, you know, capturing leads, contacting them, text messaging, inserting e content, e-commerce, all the different things you can house under one roof for the same type of price. So I, I would go with that, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I know a lot of apps mirror the websites like Amazon, you know, the, taking over the world. Their, their app basically is the same as their website. It's just it's just on your phone. So yeah. like, I, you know, I was literally in a store couple weeks with my wife and she's like, should we buy an item? And I'm like, yeah, we can get it. It's cheaper on Amazon. And I'm like, well, we're right here. It's right in front of us. Yeah. But so I pulled up my phone, hit on the Amazon app and searched. I, actually what you can do, which is pretty cool is you can actually take a picture of, of what it is. And then Amazon yeah. will search on their site. This is how smart these things are anymore. And it turned out it was $7 less. Well, it was $20 versus 13, you know, 105 versus 95. I'm not going to worry about seven bucks, but so we ended up not getting it there and we ended up just ordering it because you get free delivery. I mean, yeah. So it's, you know, when you, when the technology works for you, meaning the company or the business, it, it, it really can make a big difference. And that I think where the experience came in, if it had been a hassle to search for it, or if I just was futzing around with, I couldn't figure out get the app to work. I probably said, whatever we're here, let's just pick this up and we're done. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, so let's talk about you a little bit. Actually, first, let's have a little station break so Dan can get a little drink of water here. Hey, this is the Make the Great App. I'm Dr. Stephen Green. My guest, Dan Hafner from Dapper Mobile Apps. And it's called Dapper Mobile Apps because Dan's a very handsome guy. You might not know that listening to this, but I'm telling you, he's an immaculate dresser, perfectly coiffed hair, looking good. Uh, me, could use a little help. But um, we are here to provide business owners, parents with kids, in school, actions that you can take to promote and accelerate your success. This is a little bit different because it's probably about 97% entrepreneurs, but I bet there's some students out there thinking, man, it'd be cool to have an app for school that would help me. And they probably exist. Dan, let's talk about your sort of personal side of this. Um, how'd you get into this whole mobile app development thing? I mean, you sort of told the story a little bit before. You, you saw a need, uh, you, you researched, you just started to fill the need. Um, is this something you... Like it's a proprietary thing. Like you have to have a special skill to do, or is this something that you were able to just master by doing it? I mean, how, how did you kind of become the, the app guy? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of how I started. I started doing it as a hobby on the side when I was um, still working full time. And I really started with a, a running and fitness app, which I still have, um, which okay. I'll mention on here. It's called run wage. Uh, so run it gives wage. you points and you can rent actual real money. Uh, for being, you know, running and, and, and uh, mm. walking and being active and things like that. Um, mm. And that was kind of how it all started was I wanted to build this app. I had no idea how to code, not a lot of money to do it and went to these agencies and got quotes for things. And it was very, 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 very expensive. Um, and like, like, realized, like 30 grand expensive? Like 100 like... grand, 150 oh, okay. so, grand. Right. So, so yeah. mucho dinero. Mucho, so wait, wait, yes. just back up a second. This was sure. an, an entrepreneurial idea you had. Yes. Where somebody yep. who was into fitness 
I guess as a motivation, could track their uh, almost like a Strava, if you know what that is. Yeah. And they could track their um, uh, mileage or, 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 or whatever calories burned, et cetera. And then somehow uh, you could get sponsors or whatever, and they, you would get a cash reward. Yeah. And you could compete with friends hmm. and, and family and all kinds of cool like things it. So like is that. Social, right? so is this still existing? Is this still out there? It is. Yep, it is. What's it called? Runway? Run wage, R U N W A G E. Yes, runwageapp.com is, is the. Is I mean, the I, I, not, not that anybody really cares, but I ran 3.4 miles yesterday. I saw that. That's yeah, awesome. What, what, would I, what would I have gotten? Like $5,000 for that? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> not that. It's more. It's more uh, listen, I'm, it's hard, listen, me running three miles, I should get $5,000 yeah, for it. Yeah. I'm not exactly, you know, um, a, a, yeah, that so kind I mean, of runner. But, but yeah, so so anyway, going back to the story, that's that's kind of okay. where I, I was kind of stuck where I was like, well, I don't know how to code. I don't know how to build it, but I also don't have the money to have it built for me. So mm. I started, you know, welcome to the Internet. I started researching and doing things and found out that there's all kinds of um, what's called no code or low code platforms where you can build apps just like you would in WordPress, where you don't have to write code or learn how to you know, learn different programming languages, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So. I probably went down the rabbit hole with 15, 20 of them. I don't even know how many, probably all of them out there. Hmm. I finally found one that I was able to build this application with and built it, launched it and figured out how to market it and get more people and organic users. And uh, like basically just developed that, that skill set on my own. And that bled over into a, one day, it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, you know, this is actually a very, very good and unique skill set that I developed here. And I see a need for it in a lot of other businesses. I had people approach, you know, apps for, for me, you know, approach me about apps on my podcast as well. And I was like, well, you know, I probably could do something for you and help them out and help them out. And, and then it just grew into, well, I can build you an app the same way I built my own using this technology. So that's really kind of how it came to be. I'm not sure if this is a metaphor, but it's, it's the classic uh, necessity being the mother of invention here. Yeah. You yeah, know, you, you needed something done and, and you had to figure out a way to do it yourself, which is how most uh, good ideas happen or at least get incubated. So here's the big question. Do you consider yourself a nerdy developer or just a regular guy who likes to make apps? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you like the classic kind of computer geeky person or? No, no, I really am not. And I, I know, I know, I feel like I can make fun of those kind of people because I, I worked with them a lot in other jobs that, right, that got so me into you've this. You've walked the walk. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I was a QA tester for a long time and okay. um, and I worked with developers hand in hand and I could not, I could, I, it was really hard to socially communicate with them. This was back when we worked in person, you know what I mean? When we had mm -hmm. actual offices. Yeah, like way back um, in so previous no, work times. I, I don't consider myself a, a techie, I mean, I, I, I do love, I have fallen in love with being a tech wizard, I, uh, being able to figure things out and how they link to the business aspect, the marketing aspect of things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you ask me how to code something, how to do, you know, something super complex, I'm going to be like, ah, I'm not your guy. Um, but it, as it, you know, as it turns out to, to be able to figure technology out and how it applies to business and marketing, I'm a guy. Like I, I've learned that, I've mastered that, I've figured that out, and I'm still a student of it. I'm still, you know, not by any means the best out there in the world, but I've, I'm continually learning and continually improving at that. So, let me ask this question here. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm listening to this. I'm thinking this is making some sense. For not that much money, I can I can get 
up to state of the art. I can be on everybody's phone. There's 87 quadrillion cell phones out there. Um, what would they have to do? They just reach out to you and say, I want an app built like this. Is it a short version of what the process is? Yeah, so I actually just made some changes on the website. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, basically I um, have a structured RFP. So basically all you do is you what's go that, to- what's, down, what's that mean, RFP? It means that? request for proposal. Ooh, wow. <laughs> um, so corporate. basically- That's, that's you, corporate lingo, people. Yeah, you go to the website. <laughs> it, it's, it's very informal. Um, you click get started and then there's a short form you fill out with your name, email, your idea of what you want to yeah. build and your budget. And that's pretty much it. And then we'll get back in touch with you and be like, okay, here's the idea you want to build. Here's your budget. And to see if that's something. Is there like, could, could, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, because some people will want, you know, a $50,000 app built for $500. And we have to be like, well, you know, um, but then, mm -hmm. you know, most people, you know, they, 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 most people will submit an idea saying, well, I have a budget of 5,000 for this. And I'll be like, well, we could probably build that a lot cheaper. So that's more common. Is there a bare minimum? Like, let's say I'm a, uh, I have a student. Okay. All right. Let me see. If I, let me see if I can give a short version. Of this. I have a student who came with, up with the business idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like, he's a one trick pony. He's got one idea and he's actually been selling it. He, you know, he's probably made $500 over the last six months. Wow. And um, it, 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 you know, so it probably isn't that complicated of a thing to, communicate without getting into any particulars. Um, is, is there a bare minimum? Like, like, is, is there like a, a bottom number you can never go below just to even activate an app or get it registered on the sites? I mean, it, you know, I'm talking about like a 14 year old kid who, who, by the way, has a good entrepreneurial uh, drive. So I, I applaud that in him. He know, if he's listening, yeah. you know, exactly what I'm talking about, but um, I mean, can you do an app for like $500 just to get it on the street, so to speak? Um, yeah, so I do have different levels of it. Um, I'm hesitant to give a hard number because I just, okay. I, you know, I, it's all situational. Okay. Um, I, if there was a number, I would probably say 500 would probably be the lowest. Basement um, number. But that would probably be more of your web app, you know, just getting it kind of as a, like, you know, a website translated into an app type of deal. Because when it comes to getting an app on the app store and Google Play and stuff, it just it just costs a little bit more. It takes more time. So that's obviously going to be a little bit extra. Um, but okay. I do like the, the, the flexibility of those types of things. Cause you can do more sales. You can do more uh, cool content, things like that inside of there. So, yeah. But I guess, I guess people won't know until they interact with you. They, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I mean, what I'm trying to do is get paid. Listen, if people are interested in that. Talk to Dan. They have a conversation. It doesn't work out. doesn't work out, but I can tell you, he's built an app for me. And may build other ones in the future. It's it's nice. It was fast. It was pretty pretty cool watching it happen. Uh, it's expandable. We can add things to it. We can subtract things from it. I guess we can change it. You can have links to videos. It, it's pretty. It's really it's really pretty neat. Um, Dan, you got anything else you want to talk about really quickly? We're going to wrap up in a few minutes. But um, anything we left out or anything it's super super important in the app world that people must know. Um, I mean, I guess in, in closing, I would just say, you know, it's not for everyone, obviously. Um, you know, I have a lot of people approach me almost every single day with off the wall ideas of app ideas they have that are just clearly not, um, feasible or doable or make any sense sometimes. <laughs> um, 
but you know, there really is a lot of applications for it. Um, so even if you do have an idea and you're, you've always, maybe you've had it in the back of your mind. Um, I mean, it's growing the, the market is growing. Like you said, almost everyone has a phone. You're kind of a fool if you don't take advantage or at least even look into the idea of it. If it, if it turns out to be not for you, it's not a good idea. It's not in your budget. That's fine. That's perfectly okay. Um, but you really do yourself and your business a disservice and your customers a disservice. If you don't actually just look into it is my, my I, I got a question for you. Sure. When was the first app created? Because phone, cell phones haven't been around that long. So were the first apps when the first Apple phone came out? You know, you got me there, Steve. I do not know the answer. To I, that I'm, just, I'm just, well, I'm, I'm going to just guess. And maybe we, maybe we I can research this and get were. back to it. Okay. Because the, the iPhone, the original iPhone was really the first cell phone like that. It was basically a computer that was a phone. And that was the first one that had kind of the icons that, that are now basically the app buttons, right? So I'm going to say, and I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to, let's just say it was 2010. Might have been 8, 12. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But this is my point. In the last 10 to 15 years, okay, this whole app um, industry, whatever we want to name it, has gone from basically non-existent to worldwide total proliferation into people's lives. I would venture to say, in fact, I know a lot of people listen to podcasts on apps. <laughs> they yeah. listen on the Apple podcast app, listen on iHeart, listen on Spotify, right? I mean, of course, the apps back up into, into big websites and servers and all, but the access point is the app for a lot of people. I know a lot of people, they, the parents will listen to this driving around, they're, they're on their phone in their car and it's running through the Bluetooth into the, into the car thing whether they're listening on headphones, whatever. So in 15 years, maybe less, maybe slightly more, this has gone from almost non-existent to beyond a day-to-day -day thing in everybody's lives, right? Yeah. Well, so, so we two things. And I did find, I actually Googled, so I cheated. It says in 1997, um, Nokia oh. built a arcade game Snake, which may be considered the first mobile app. 1997. Uh, so, I, so that's I 24 cheated. years ago. Yeah, but, but still, so in, in the but in then, the timeline of all electronics, yeah, I mean well, that's that's, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up with you. You bring up a really good point that it's proliferated and blown up so much in the past twenty five years. But at the same time, you know, when those people had to build that application in nineteen ninety seven, that was hard and that was expensive to do. Well, probably, yeah, yeah. Well, you it's like I mean? it's like that's, you know, use like my dad was a computer guy. I remember he took me to work one time. Takes me in this big room. I mean, it's the size yeah. of a basketball court. It's a computer. The thing's yeah. less powerful than my phone is now. Exactly. But that's how it develops. But here's here's my point. And I want I want to get your opinion on this, and then we'll bring it together. So in the last twenty five years, plus or minus, we've gone from a, a primitive app that cost probably hundreds of thousand dollars to build that was a snake running around in circles trying not to eat its tail. I'm guessing <clears throat> to it becoming an e commerce ability, information, pictures, music, you name it, can be done this way. Where do you think this will be in 25 years? Oh, I mean, it's I like mean, almost a sci-fi question, right? But I mean, I feel like we might even be like moving on past it, you know, with a lot more blockchain stuff, AI stuff at that point. Um, a lot yeah. of things like Pokemon Go, um, you know, those types of things. So the interactive sort of reality blending with tech. I think it'll be pervasive, to be honest. I mean, I think it'll be... Um, I think absolutely. I mean, in terms of business, I think it'll be the new website. I think it'll be, you know, like you don't, you don't start a business without getting an app 
You know, I, I, I really do think it'll be that way probably before 25 years. Oh, I don't think it'll take that long. I think it'll no. be the next three to five years. I know I had a friend who had some kind of issue with his heart. Uh, like an irregular heartbeat or something. So he had to wear this uh, monitor thing and, and it connected to his phone that transmitted the heartbeats to the doctor's office. Yeah. I don't know if that was app-based. It might've been, but it had to be some sort of utility-based, right? That's the cool thing is you, like your, your iPhone, your Android, it comes with all the hardware you need. So once you figure out how to make that, you know, that pedometer or the, yeah. you know, whatever sensors they have in there to be able to communicate, it's there. And, that, and that's, that's kind of, that's where I lose a lot of people. And that's the one message I want to get across as we close is like, if, if I can build this stuff, who I've never learned how to code in a single programming language, right? Never, never, me I mean, either. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and it, it, it's doable. It's possible. If you can- point is, it's accessible. It's not that expensive, especially compared to the upside. Listen, if you're a business and you have a $500 product and it costs you three grand to build an app, which might even be high, and you make six sales, you're even. Exactly. I mean, that's, exactly. Not, that's not a lot to ask for a business that's trying to be viable. Whew. All right. And Dan, sure. I got to tell you something. You, you can't see this if you're not watching some video, but Dan has written, he set a record for Make 3 Podcast. The shortest bio ever. I have people send me two pages. I'm like, honey, I can't read this whole thing. So wow. I'm going to close this up by reading this bio again. That's how important this is. So Dan Hafner, welcome again. Thank you for coming. Awesome. Owner and founder of Dapple Mobile Apps, mobile app and development marketing. He started last year. And look how big this is already. It's got a mission. Bring affordable, quality mobile app service to small and medium businesses. Dan, last thing. What do you want to plug? You got a website? Yeah, if you're interested, um, Dapper no, Mobile They apps. are interested. Don't ask if they are. You're right. For people right. who are interested, what do they do? When you, yes, when you are ready, go to DapperMobileApps.com. Get started, submit an RFP, a request for proposal yeah, there. RFP for um, all Also, us, I guess uh, a, a plug there, uh, two, two other apps to bring attention to. We mentioned in this podcast the AMA uh -huh. app, yes. which I myself yep. developed. Um, you can find that. It's only on Google Play right now. It's coming soon to the iOS store. Um, or you can go and, to- And all these links will be in the show notes, yep, folks. Yep, it'll be in the show notes. And then also the Runway app that I mentioned as well, which is my original work, um, something that I, I do as well I there. So. I, I could have made a few thousand bucks yesterday on that road work. <laughs> well, I would have oh, made damn. a few thousand, but maybe a few. <laughs> it all helps. So www.dapperdapper.com. A-R-M-O-B-I-L-E-A-P-P-S. It's four P's in there. Dapper. 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 Dan, thanks again. You know, I think this is really helpful information for people, especially those who are like, I can't afford it. It's beyond me. It's not. I'm going to get an app. That's the next question. Where's your apps, dude? I'm going to get one. Don't worry. I'm going to get one. All right, folks. I like that. Yes. I like that too. Hey, this is the Make the Ray podcast. We are here with one primary objective to give you business owners and entrepreneurs and parents with kids in schools actions and strategies you can do to take action to further your success and accelerate to reach your goals. I'll be back next time. I got some pretty cool guests coming up. I got some financial people. I've got a tarot card reader. Hmm, let's think about that. And it's back to school time. So you're going to hear me do probably five or six themed podcasts over the next couple of weeks on best practices for back to school, note taking, outlining, time management, information management, all that cool stuff that parents love to talk about and kids just plain don't want to listen to sometimes. But you're going to hear about it anyway from me. 
because it's my thing. Dan, last time, thank you very much. And everybody out there, let's, uh, let's hit the music. Oh, wait. Audience, what do you think of Dan? Yeah, I know. It was me. awesome. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having let's me. Let's hit the theme music, and we are out of here. See everybody next time. <laughs>